Hello, everyone, and welcome to Interactions and Attractions, a podcast that explores rural tourism and all that North Carolina has to offer. I'm your host, Carol Klein, part of the Uplift program and a tourism professor at Appalachian State University. And I am so excited to embark on this adventure with all of our listeners and special guests. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of the tourism industry through conversations with some of the brightest minds in the industry. From seasoned tourism experts to inspiring community leaders and valuable state partners, we'll hear their stories, insights, and passions for the destinations that they hold dear. Come along with us to discover how tourism can aid the local economy, preserve ecosystems, and celebrate the diversity of our cultures. Hi, listeners. We are here for a special episode of Interactions and Attractions. We've got several members of the Uplift team here with us, and we're talking about creativity and marketing. So let's begin by going around, introduce yourself, and tell us what your role is with Uplift. Uh, Kiara, we're going to start with you. Hi, Carol. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here. My name is Kiara, and I am an editor for Uplift, so I help edit webinars and especially this podcast, which is why I'm really excited to be here because I've never been on this side of it. So it's fun to see how everything happens. Hi, I'm Olivia and I am the social media manager for Uplift. Um, I handle creating all of the graphics and things that we share on our various social media channels. Hey everyone, my name is PJ Wachanski and thank you for inviting me. It's great to be on the show, Carol. And I handle the PR, so I'm the PR manager. And so I work with the media and uh, make sure that we are telling our story and helping the communities tell their story as well. And hello everyone, um, I'm Taylor Bass. I am the podcast coordinator, so I'm happy to actually be on the show today. Um, and I am also the local priority specialist for Uplift, so I deal with some of our DLOs and um, different counties. And I also help on the side with some um, webinars and admin stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, if it's not obvious to the listeners, most of the folks who work as part of Uplift have share many hats. They wear many hats. Um, not as many as our rural partners who who have 17 different roles in the community, but um, but it, it's a great team. And this is only part of the Uplift team here. Um, okay, let's get into some questions. Um, Olivia, you mentioned that you do social media. Um, I have worked with you outside of Uplift. Your art is amazing and fabulous, and you are so good at what you do, um, not only from a graphic design standpoint, but from knowing how and when and why to do the social media posts. So, um, you know, I have I have some of your work in my house very proudly. Um, how do you, how do you feel like your art background and talents lends itself to the quality social media feed that you do? Yeah, thank you so much, Carol. That's that's so nice of you. Um, Yes, I've, I've been an artist all my life, and I am very drawn to anything that has to do with colors, um, aesthetics, or beautiful imagery. Um, and we were fortunate enough to have some incredible photography from all of the counties that we work with shared with us. 
And so we, we're able to use those photos in our social media feeds, which I think is a great way to tie uplift um, even further to these communities that we work with. So for our social medias, I'm really focused in immersing it with not only the three main uplift colors, but the photography from our communities and also other complementary colors that really help our posts be visually striking and um, kind of pop out and catch people's eye as they're scrolling down their feed. So that's really important for us. Um, it's also really important to me personally and to just the Uplift team that we are highlighting what a beautiful state North Carolina is um, and what beautiful areas are in these communities. So I really, really love being able to include images of all these places we're working with and bring them into our feed and make it a part of what we're sharing with the world and help us share our mission in a visual way. Right on. And yeah, absolutely. Tourism really relies on the, the visual uh, and the descriptive uh, to to bring people in, uh, to to make a promise about what's going to happen, what type of experience they're going to have in, in, a, in a place. Um, okay, so PJ, you're doing public relations at two different levels because you're doing PR for the Uplift program itself, the, the, the macro program, the umbrella, but then probably way more fun, um, the communities uh, within the service area of Uplift. Oh, so, so what do you think is the most important thing that public relations does for the communities? And what just tell us about some of the activities that uh, are encompassed in public relations in general. Sure. Thank you, Carol. It, it is, it's fun to be able to see it from two different perspectives as far as the Uplift program itself. You know, the nice thing about it is we're in a supportive role. So it's almost like we're in all of the community's corner to be there for whatever it is that they need from us. And so from a public relations standpoint, it's easy for us to be authentic and to talk about responsible tourism and to be there in a supportive role for all the communities. And so uh, from that perspective, you know, it is a lot of fun. It's, it's something where we can take any of the programming, any of the webinars, the workshops, the um, collaboration across county lines and let the media know that that's part of what we're doing in partnership with the communities. And then we get to dive in a little bit closer, um, almost in for the close-up, if you will, with the communities. And like Olivia said, we're, we live in one of the most beautiful states in the world, in the country. You know, it's just, we live in such a beautiful area and there's so many little hidden gems. I feel like part of what we're doing is, um, you know, giving away a few little uh, nuggets of information about places that people maybe haven't heard of. You know, rural tourism, it's so important to be able to really show, um, you know, show off all the different amenities from activities, you know, indoor, outdoor, culinary, agricultural. There's just such a plethora of, um, of opportunities for uh, visitors, for locals to be able to go out and experience these places. And so for me, from a public relations standpoint, you know, we want to be meaningful. We want to engage with, you know, the the folks that are looking to come to North Carolina and and find ways to tell that story so that it's fun and engaging and compelling. And so for me, I, lo I love it all. I love both sides of it. I think, you know, 
other responsibilities within my role is to um, create those relationships with the media and with the communities themselves, because I think that's so important for us to really understand what each of them has to offer and kind of what they're going through. And then working with the team here as far as our social media and um, you know, really everybody that has a hand in the communication side of things. So I love it. It's fun. And uh, I appreciate being a part of it. Well, and you know, you and Olivia saying that uh, North Carolina is one of the most beautiful states. I mean, that's not bias. That's just factual. I, I, absolutely. It is. And, and it's so diverse too. I mean, from one end of the state to the other, you can have a, a different experience no matter where you go. And, and we're fortunate. We've got all these great communities that do things so well and that are these little, like I said, hidden gems that a lot of people maybe haven't thought of, you know, um, as another opportunity to go see another part of the state. Well, Kiara, you do a super hard job uh, at Uplift. <laughs> you edit podcasts, you edit webinars, you edit uh, different seminars. Um, you have to listen for key phrases, um, what are we going to name our podcast episodes? Uh, did somebody sneeze in the middle of a, of a webinar and we need to edit that out? Um, how do you, how do you, and then, and then you pick out sound bites. Like, I'm going to be so curious to see what sound bite you pick out of this podcast. Um, how do you determine what sound bites to use? Yeah, I'll be curious to see too, because it's having more people is a lot of fun to do, but a little trickier to intertwine everything. But I really focus on capturing moments. So really finding what I think is engaging and resonating with the audience. So the obvious things like the relevance to the topic. So making sure that those sound bites kind of align with those core themes and topics of each episode, um, contributing to like the narrative and providing insights or something valuable to the people that we know are listening to our target audience. And they're only about 30 seconds to a minute long. So they really have to be clear and concise. And I think what I've found my favorite sound bites to find are things that are very emotional and impactful. So I listen for moments that really evoke emotion within the speaker. So whether it was a powerful impact or a heartfelt story from their community or some surprising revelation or how tourism has impacted them in a positive way. Um, so, yeah, really finding an emotional connection to their county is a really fun thing for me to hear. And then obviously for the audience and for our audience to listen to and kind of say, oh, I want to hear more about that. Or I resonate with that county or that topic. So I would love to hear more about that. Um, also, just like obviously intriguing questions or there's a lot of quotes or catchphrases that are list that are um, that our speakers have pointed out and just some fun, memorable catchphrases that I'll sometimes add into the titles. And I think the most important thing for sound bites and the podcast in general is, and Carol, you've done a great job with having people on and having that diversity and showing that that is one of the most important aspects of this podcast, showing diversity among people, among occupations, among the counties and showing, you know, discussing local issues in a state, like whether it's yeah, tourism, healthcare, um, economic development, and really showing the difference among each demographic and region. And, you know, if we didn't have that diversity, we risk alienating listeners from other parts of North Carolina. So it really sheds light on, sheds light on unique opinions and 
challenges that each region faces. So I think sound bites are a lot of fun to find, but that's a little bit of how I find them. Well, you are very good at it. And, um, and, and you're right. I mean, the, the, the different pieces of a community that we're discussing, you mentioned healthcare, you know, uh, Marquise and I talked about water and sewer, um, you know, so, so these standalone big topics in and of themselves have to be patched together to make a community vibrant and, and a community has to be vibrant before it's uh, considered a destination by outside visitors. Um, so I thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah, you're really good at, at listening. I, we'll see what this one's going to be called. Um, Carol Rambles Again, I hope is not going to be the name. All right, Taylor, you've been here since the beginning to make this podcast happen. Um, what? Okay, I want to hear about some of the steps you had to take to do that, which is going to be interesting because I'll be involved in those steps. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and then also you mentioned in your intro that you help with local priorities. So I, I want to hear you tell the listeners more about what that even means. Yeah, absolutely. So for getting the podcast started, um, it basically just started with a lot of research. I had to research platforms. I had to research equipment. I had to research how to even do this. I had never done this before. Um, and then once I did, we talked about it, you know, we were, you were involved with that with me and we decided on this platform, which has been great so far. Um, but then next we had to come up with email templates to invite people out. We had to come up with um, social media promotions, PR releases. Um, we had to come up with thank you emails and just all of the follow-up email templates that, went in that go into making this podcast happen um so from this list of these people that we came up with i went down one by one and individually invited these people to participate in the podcast and then also i deal with you know the day-to-day -day scheduling and that that entails dealing with carol and hessa and pj and kiara and olivia like i i have talked to almost every single person in the uplift team about this podcast Yeah, and we've had some great um, podcast episodes recorded so far, and we've got so many more scheduled. And that Calendly link, I mean, you know, we had to set up that system for having people commit to the podcast and then have it work with your calendar and my calendar and the podcast. Yeah. Okay, that was great. Um, and, and so what about local priorities? Yeah, so... A general statement about what I do with local priorities is I work with um, the DLOs and representatives from each county in the Uplift program um, to just kind of see what their vision is for their county and how we can help make that vision possible, whether that's through grants or infrastructure or event planning, marketing. So I continuously reach out to the DLOs that we work with and our partners that we work with just to see how their progress is going in their community and what resources I can give them. All right. So now is the time that I ask all of you how you got into tourism. Kiara, I want to hear from you first. Ooh, good question. I grew up traveling a lot. So I was a military brat growing up in Germany. So naturally just kind of traveled around Europe a little easier. Same way you can kind of travel between states 
And I did a lot of volunteerism and ecotourism traveling while growing up. Um, and two of those examples, I was in um, the Galapagos working with the community to help the government um, kind of track their tortoises, their giant tortoises, and kind of see how e- how tourism affects them positively and obviously negatively. And same with um, another event I did, another ecotourism opportunity I did in Guatemala. I was also seeing how tourism kind of can positively affect a community by coming and volunteering to build communities and build um, schools out of recycled bottles and just some ecotourism events. And through that, that was all before I went to college and then knew once I went to college, I wanted to study tourism. So I studied natural resource global tourism. So looking at it from how can tourism affect the community and how can it affect the world and then how can the world changing climate wise or in general how does that affect traveling so kind of really understanding this relationship between humans and their desire to travel and then the desire to travel and how that affects the world so I've just always been so passionate about traveling but also a very conscious person who tries to be ethical so trying to see how to do that and inspire people to travel in ways that are really benefiting the community that they go to. Nice. I, you know, I, I, I forgot that we had that whole Germany connection because you were in Germany. I lived in Germany when I graduated. Um, we've both been to the Galapagos. We've both been to uh, Costa Rica doing turtle. We've both did turtle work. Very, very fascinating. And, and you just graduated um, like a, a little while ago with a, with your degree from Colorado State University. Yes, I did. Yeah, so this was a perfect, Uplift was just a perfect transition to, again, stay in that tourism realm, but something that resonated more with me with with actually helping communities and helping rural communities and instead of, you know, working for big companies that are affecting the world negatively or just not as conscious. So Uplift is a very conscious tourism program. Taylor, how did you get into tourism? What was your degree in? So I have a degree in fish, wildlife, and conservation sciences. Um, And tourism wasn't actually something that I had studied very closely during my degree program. But I actually got into tourism because of Carol. Um, During my internship in my undergrad, we um, worked together for the Civet Project, which is about animals and tourism and animal welfare and tourism. Um, and so we went through this whole project and we're still working together on it as well. Then um, this was something that related closely to my degree with the animals and tourism, but then it also brought just tourism in general to the forefront for me. And I was like, this is something that I could be interested in. And This is something that I feel like I could have some good information for, especially when it comes to the sustainability and conservation when it comes in the tourism realm. Um, And then Carol recruited me from that internship. So she must have really liked working with me. Um, But yeah, so now you're uplifting. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we've talked about it. Um, Taylor and I've talked about it uh, and Kiara, probably you and I did too, how, you know, in the United States, we don't think of tourism as much as a means to a conservation end as 
as in other, you know, as, as in other countries internationally, um, tourism is really used as a tool for conservation and for revenue production to go towards other community development uh, initiatives. So, um, I, Taylor, I'm still hoping in 2024 you will design a webinar for us on uh, wildlife tourism. I would love to. That would be awesome. Fabulous. Olivia, how did you get into tourism? So I actually first became involved with tourism when I started working with Uplift. So this is my first experience. Um, I've been fortunate enough to live in a bunch of different areas of North Carolina. So I've, I've lived in the Piedmont, um, in the southern region, in the mountains, and on the coast. And throughout living in all these different sections of North Carolina, I've really been able to explore a lot of these um, smaller towns and rural places. And like you were saying earlier, just see all of the natural beauty and all of the incredible things that these communities have to offer. So through working with Uplift, I've, I've really come to appreciate those experiences that I've had and be really excited about sharing them with other people from all around the world and getting them to see what I love so much about this state um, and get them to feel excited and passionate about visiting and becoming involved and having an experience in these areas. As well they should. Thank you. And PJ, our marketing and communications guru, what about you? Well, I, first of all, I want to say how impressed I am with everybody else's answers that, I mean, this is, it's great. This is an awesome, an awesome opportunity for us to be able to get to know one another um, and understand where your experience has led you and how it's, how it's led you to here. I would say that <clears throat> growing up in the South, I grew up in Greensboro, uh, always loved going to the mountains, developed a love for the outdoors. Like Kiara, uh, we traveled, my family and I, and my dad took me on a father-son trip to Montana when I was in high school. And so as soon as I got out of college and had my degree, I decided to move out west, just pack up my truck, leave my girlfriend, and go see what the outdoors was like. And I wanted to find a place where I could, you know, go ski in the summer and, you know, really have have all the fun of the outdoors on a, on a much bigger level. And so I kind of fell into tourism. I mean, I'd always worked in restaurants and some other things, but I um, contacted a, a Tennessee graduate who uh, helped run a guest ranch and the rest is history. I, I fell in love with guest ranching and tourism and um, surrounded myself in the Yellowstone ecosystem and really immersed myself in, in that area. And, and then, you know, was inspired to learn to protect our trails and things like that. So I think that's where I've kind of started and, and I feel like Uplift has been a really good uh, fit for me. Okay, my only follow-up question to that is how how quickly did you and your girlfriend break up? It actually took us like three months. Um, okay. Yeah, so I... Um, <laughs> that was a good run. That's the truth, yeah, three months. And then I stayed in Montana and that was it. Okay, so I want to know what um, what has been your favorite moment so far uh, working uh, at Uplift? And PJ, we'll we'll start back with you. Okay, uh, favorite moment has been connecting with the communities, the DLOs and the communities. 
for me, I always appreciate that relationship building side of things, having been in tourism and having been on the other side of it, you know, running uh, a sales and marketing uh, operation for a, a private entity or for even having worked with chambers and, and uh, tourism development authorities. I can certainly appreciate the challenges that our DLOs are going through and to really listen to what it is that they're challenged with, um, find out some of their, you know, uh, assets and some of the things that they have going for them and then try to come up with a plan that might um, enable them to do the things that they've always wanted to do. So I would say those relationships with the DLOs and some of those conversations have been my favorite part up to this point. Up to this point. Kiara, what about what's been your favorite part? Yeah, other than obviously listening to these podcasts and finding and just listening to people's stories and their passion and for their community and for what they do, I had a pretty, for me, it was a pretty simple but profound moment when, Carol, you and I were meeting with some people for our Hello and Highlights program, which is where we help people in the communities, help businesses and organizations in the community kind of find what they have to offer and help them go through the process of videoing and then um yeah sharing these videos to show communities what they have to offer and i remember going through the creative process with a group of people and kind of getting them excited and thinking about oh what kind of things do you want to video what kind of things in your area do you want to highlight that you'll put in this video and i just remember them feeling very excited about what they do. And it just reminded me kind of why I am a part of projects like Uplift that really just want to, in a pure way, just help people in the community highlight what they already have and highlight what they already, um, yeah, highlight what they already have and allow them to just have that support. Yep, yep. We're just an extra set of hands to, to uh I'm going to use your word, highlight what they've already got. It's a great way to say it. Olivia, do you have a favorite moment to share? Um, yeah. So one of my favorite moments working with Uplift so far is going through and editing the photos that we got um, from our different regional meetings when Uplift was physically going and meeting with these communities and getting to know all the people that are there and what they're passionate about and what their hopes are for their communities moving forward. Um, I just really loved looking at all those photos and just seeing the sense of togetherness that was there. And you could just kind of see like in the room, um, the passion, the excitement, you know, that people were really glad that they were there and they were really, um, looking forward to sharing what what they had with with the people in their area and with uplift and i just i love seeing that and it makes me feel passionate about what i'm doing um and i love being able to take those moments and share them on our social media channels so that everybody else can see it too yeah olivia i know what you're talking about like you look at those photos from our meetings with big groups of people and you can just kind of feel the energy that was in the room there uh, that I, you're absolutely right. I love the the images that you uh, have been able to share so far, um, and I appreciate you too. Not um, really specifically mentioning that the editing that you're doing is like the airbrushing and filtering on my face. So thank you for not bringing that up, uh, Taylor. What um, what has been your favorite moment? 
Yeah, so for personally, um, I have loved all of the knowledge that I've gotten from working with Uplift. Like having not really studied this during my degree, like I learn new things every day from the DLOs, from our program leads, from my from all the all my colleagues at Uplift. I learn something from them all the time. Um, I heard so many stories through the podcast and with our local priorities meetings, and it's just it's just so cool to see how deep tourism goes like there are so many levels of tourism and I'm I love learning about them um, and then another favorite thing that I have about working with Uplift is watching everything come full circle like so much goes on behind the scenes here there's so much work that goes into our webinars and our events and everything that we do and it's just so nice to see people show up and for our events to be successful like I love watching that happen yeah, I think I think related to that, my favorite moments are Friday mornings at ten when we have our, our our team meetings and and we hear about we we each go around and we share what we're doing and what we've done this past week and what we're going to be working on, and and like you just said, I mean, there's just well, the team members are showing up and 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 really enthused about um, this work that we're doing, and it's so exciting. We've got we've got two more years of this. Fabulous. Um, okay, rapid fire questions. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, Olivia, who's your favorite Uplift team member? Uh, definitely you, Carol. You're the best. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Kiara, what about you? What, who's your favorite team member? Kiara. Carol, do you even have to ask? You, of course. <laughs> okay, good. PJ. Um, well, now I feel like I have to say Carol. Well, you do. <laughs> Actually, it is Carol. Right. Okay, good. Taylor. I, I love a sense of humor, and so I appreciate what she brings to all of us. No knowledge or, or, or just uh, enthusiasm. Okay, Taylor, what about you? Hashtag Team Carol all the way. Yes, excellent. <laughs> all right, what is your favorite attraction in the state? PJ, go. Grandfather Mountain. Whoa, okay, up in the high country. All right. High country, high elevation, totally different climate than the rest of the area. and. Cool winds, so I love it. Fabulous, Olivia. Um, I'm gonna have to go for somewhere in the high country, also. Um, Hawksville Trail. I don't know if you guys have have been there before. It's close to Table Rock, but it's just it's a beautiful hike up and a really really stunning view once you get to the top. So that's my favorite. Right, and you went to Appalachian State, so this is why you've spent the time up here. Absolutely. Kiara, what about you? I would have to say my favorite attraction in North Carolina is the area of Duck, North Carolina, specifically the boardwalks and the beach of Duck, because it's just a lot of fun, some beautiful sunsets on the coast. And any place named after an animal has got to be good. All right, Taylor, bring us home. What is your favorite attraction in the state? All right, I'm going to throw a wrench I'm going to throw a wrench in this and say Krispy Kreme Donuts, home of Krispy Kreme. That what? is what North Carolina What are you talking about? You're that passionate about donuts? <laughs> I have to say it. I have to say it. My dad's VP. It's part of the contract. I have to say it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. 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 Well, okay. So why haven't we had any, what, why haven't we had any Krispy Kreme Donuts at our meetings? Well, you know what? I'll work on that. I'll, I'll, have okay. them, I'll have them send some over next time. You have them shipped to where everybody is. I love yep. it. Yep. Donuts on your doorstep every Friday morning. <laughs> you heard it here. 
Um, okay, any last words? This has been fabulous. I love getting together with, with you all. Um, what are some last words to leave our listeners with about the Uplift program and the awesome communities? Uh, anyone go? Obviously, check out our podcast. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Obviously, obviously. PJ, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, keep listening to the podcast. I mean, this is great. And go to uplifttourism.com and keep checking out the new events and all the new offerings. Yes. And also, um, please follow us on all of our social media channels. We have YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And you can easily find all of those accounts on the Uplift website. Taylor? I was just going to say, keep up with the podcast. We've got a bunch of awesome guests coming up in the new year and into these next couple months. So just stay tuned for that. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Um, See you at Friday's meeting. That's all we have today on interactions and attractions. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned every Monday and Friday for new releases and be sure to stay updated on what Uplift is doing through our social media. The Uplift program is funded under award 04790769 from the Economic Development Administration, U.S. Department of Commerce. The conversations, insights, and recommendations are those of the podcast production team and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Economic Development Administration or the U.S. Department of Commerce.